blows all over like my. <laughs> and we can pause. I'm gonna twist mine right now. I'm twisting it too. I'm really nervous. This is very fancy. I'm just so used to like drinking this like so quickly. I don't actually look at it. I'm like, yeah, food, let's go. Or both. St. Bernardus. Belgian ale. This is also. I'm intimidated right now. Okay. Are we ready? I, w I think we're ready. Okay. Let's pop off. Let's see what it's oh, wait. Mine's, mine's already ready. Are you good? Um. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You got it? Yes. Maybe. Three, two, go. Woo. So a little bit of a different sound. Appropriately, today. you are drinking Champagne. Champagne. And I am drinking a giant, beautiful champagne bottle full of beer, a Belgian ale. Um, this is from France. And <laughs> the the week we preview the SEC, that just hits different. Uh but we got celebrating to do. Yes. Um, we have all sorts of celebrating to do because football is back. But this podcast has a sponsor. You're not drinking it out of the bottle, by the way? Woo -woo -woo. No, I'm not. I, pour, I have a okay. cup. Actually, this is a, a brewmate. Um, so hopefully that's our next sponsor. But we do have a sponsor. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's and we are be happy to announce that we are partnering with... Da -da -da -da. Municipal. So... Um, we've been doing this podcast now. I was thinking about this. It's, it's about the year anniversary, right? Almost the full year next week. Is it whatever it's going to be? Yes. It's been almost a full year. And uh, of course you start a podcast. A lot of people have podcasts and it's like, okay, great. We want to do this. It's a labor of love. You and I have worked together a long time, but also it would be nice to bring some along with us. And yeah. But also, you and I are very particular. Like, we want to partner with somebody that fits, right? Yes. We've joked about alcohol and yeah. sports betting and all those things. And what's really fun about Municipal, so it's a, essentially a clothing company that was co-founded by Mark Wahlberg. No big deal. There's um, a movie coming out this week, by the way. Shout out, Mark. <laughs> no, no big deal there. And um, this is a relationship that started with one from my other life, I college football and golden tea. Uh, and used to work with a friend, AJ, who was at Callaway, changed jobs. He and I had kind of stayed connected. Say, hey, you're with this really cool company now. What are you guys doing? Oh, hey, I listened to your podcast. And so somewhat naturally, Paige, which I love about this because you have a community that we built with the pod and college football as a whole is like this weird sort of networking, but like naturally tailgating relationship yes. in, in some ways where we are joined up with municipal. So. Cheers to them. Cheers to us. Cheers to us. Getting that phallic not to actually drink. So, the what I love about it too, because we're going to be getting gear. Uh, you yes. know me. I am the. This is my uniform in life, and in pod and at home is like I'm going to be styling and what I love about their gear, and I'm not just saying this because we're partners, is it's. It's athletic gear, but it's also like you work out and then you can go have a beer afterwards kind of gear. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, it's inspired by like sports, culture, all kinds yeah. of things. So not just athletic gear. It's also transitional. So very exciting. We will have definitely more information about some of the things we're doing with them. They aren't just sponsoring it. We're not just doing ad reads. There's a lot no, of fun elements to this. Um, we don't want to be boring. And this podcast is not boring. No. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I'm honored that they want to work with us. And I think it's the, just the beginning. So very exciting. Um, it was funny. I was reading like what their like whole company is about. And they were like, you know, they're all about motivating people and going for it and play big and inspiring people to overcome obstacles. And sort of like we, we've we talked about like this podcast started so quickly because it was oh like, my God. I it was the start of football season. I was podcastless and we'd worked together for so long. We're just like, you know what, let's just do it. And we kind of just went big and started it and did it. So here we are. It's kind of a, a full circle moment for the No Punts Allowed podcast. So we're very excited 
Um, and what better way to start the season than with a sponsor? Super exciting. It is super exciting. And again, we will get you guys involved. We have some really cool stuff that we're going to put together fully over the next week. And then week one, we've got more announcements. And, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, which you absolutely need to, um, there'll be some TikToking. I'm told. I'm a little petrified of that still. It's a space that I'm you're, you're determined to get me involved in, uh, we'll see if it actually happens. So Yeah, uh, TikToking is definitely in the cards. Let's just say if you know what an OOTD is, we're going to get Kramer on the OOTD bandwagon. I don't know what that is. I don't. Outfit of the day. Oh, so okay. instead of people saying that, they say, this I thought is it was out little, of the non-office is what, like, that <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, that's where, like, that's where I go. But let's talk football. Yes. We got, we got, we've got goddamn games this weekend. I can report some early reporting from uh, Ireland. Uh, neighbor Jason, who we talk about regularly on the show, has touched down in Ireland. I've already gotten oh, a yeah. series of beer picks. Yeah, I was going to say, is he like, what is he drinking? Is it Guinness? What are we doing? It was some Guinness. It was a mix of things. There was some, uh, he, I also saw, have you seen the field? He had tagged me in what, the stadium. Did you see those, those, I, that I grass see. work? Oh, that is, that is just feel good uh, lawn uh, management that they're doing out in, in Ireland. So the triumphant return of picks and pints at the end of this will be kind of our, our week zero breakdown largely because we have to preview the sec and we have to talk about other stuff going on. So the first thing is, holy shit, football is back week zero. Um, but there's other stuff going on, Oregon and the big 10, your thoughts. I just think it's so funny because everyone was like, Oh, the, the deal's done. They aren't looking to expand anymore. Um, the big 12 basically like, stuck up their nose at the idea of adding Pac-12 teams, and now the Big Ten and, and the um, Oregon Ducks are in talks to see if they are a good fit for the Big Ten, which, you know, I saw this coming. I wanted to be attached to the Oregon Duck wagon, which is usually not the case, um, because I think um, this is an old adage, and if anyone's listening to this who worked for Bleacher Report, but uh, ducks are smelly. That's what we say in the Bleacher Report office about Oregon Ducks. Ducks are smelly. But I wanted to be attached to them for this, and sadly, it looks like they're just going to go, and that would be very detrimental to to the Pac-12 conference. But I, I stick by what I said. I think by the middle of this season, the Pac-12 conference no longer uh, exists. Old takes well, expose me later. But The part that's interesting in the Big Ten new $8 bazillion television deal is they have the carve-out. Oh, God, it's so much money. They have the carve-out for Notre Dame. Basically, if Notre Dame joins, like, Hey, let's talk. The the conf, the the deal really changes scope. Yeah, I think Oregon would be a really nice addition. It still would be odd. I mean, oh, me I'm too. a Big Ten guy. Um, getting used to USC and UCLA is going to take years. Um, yeah, uh, it'll feel normal eventually, I guess, because the sport is not going to feel normal at that point. We'll all just be different to it. Yeah. Um, but you uh, could do a hell of a lot worse than Oregon. I honestly. Like not you know? being not being a Pac-12 like Homer Homer aside, like that's a great conference. If you add Notre Dame and Oregon into that, like that's oh, yeah. exceptional. Um, also, our friend of the pod, I guess Elika Sadigi, she is Ohio State fan, obviously posted, and she lives in LA and was like in Big Ten country, and I was like, that's so weird. It's gonna take some getting it, used to that. Things is- are things are definitely shaking up. Um, so that is happening, and you're right. Would to be continued. But the one thing that has happened, uh, Nick Saban got a new contract. Now, here's the thing about this. This has become a every, I don't know, 18-month thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're just, as the coaching contracts just get wild, Nick Saban gets more money. So Kirby yeah. Smart was the highest paid coach in college football for about a couple of months. And you knew Nick Saban was going to get paid. And the the provision that I like, uh, there's a couple of things I love about this. You've got a long-term deal uh, for a 70-year-old coach, which is awesome and deserved. Mm-hmm. And you essentially have a provision in the contract that says, hey, all, every offseason we're going to chat seeing where the coaching market is. It's like this – it's really cool. Like for Saban, it's like, okay, Jimbo is going to get – Jimbo wins the SEC. is going to get $12 million a year. Yep, that's renegotiation time for me, which, again, is completely deserved. And the other thing, Paige, 
I will beat this drum. It is the greatest steal in sports. I know we're, we're very sensitive to what kids make and what they don't make, more specifically financially. He is worth, has been worth billions of dollars to that school. Yes. $11 million of all the accolades. I was looking up some of it last night, how many games they've won. And that is, he is a steal at 11 million. He'll be a steal at 20 million if we yeah. ever get there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hilarious to see because people are like, oh, okay, well, they resigned him to the extension. It's also funny to see that there's always retirement rumors around him. I think that's kind of why they made it like a little bit For longer sure. than usual. Yeah. Just to be like eight more years. Eight. Yep. You, if you're Kirby and Jimbo, you're kind of like, like this is just exhausting. Like this man is never going to go away. He's going to be a thorn in your side. And yep. as you see, when we preview this conference, he's not going anywhere and his team's not going anywhere. Like you said, worth every penny and uh, very exciting um, for Nick and just also for college football. Because I mean, as much as people are like, oh, I would love to see other, you know, people win and things like that. Like, we've seen that. Don't worry. Yeah. But it's more fun to watch Nick Saban come back and beat them the next year. That's really what I'm looking forward to this year. That's a sneak peek of our preview I, year. I, uh, we may have a problem with this beer page. Like, the, the, the Cutwater episode was an infamous one for old listeners where, where was I, Orlando? And I had a canned margarita after a long day. And by the end, I could barely, with one canned margarita, could barely put together sentences. Yes. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying we're there yet, but I got a ways to go, okay. and so I could get problematic. We were talking before the show, and you were saying it's what ten percent, ten percent. So this is twelve percent. I'm this drinking nine oh, for and those a half of you ounces. that are not watching on YouTube, although you should be. Yeah, Vove. I think it's Vove. Vove. I don't know. Vove. That's. I feel like, though, not being able to pronounce what you drink is yes, absolutely in. <laughs> um, which I can't really do it with this either, by the way. Yeah. St. Bernard Dus. Um, we, you know what we need to work on is... Um, uh, our pronunciations pronounce, yeah, are our collectively pronunciations. really Although bad. drinking is good. Though, also, the episode that we both drank... I drank wine on the episode... We had like a full episode where I think we both drank we, wine. We had, a, we had a couple of, yeah, around the holidays got yeah. a little weird. A couple in a row where it was a couple like. A couple in a row where yeah, we were just having a good time. So this one season. Is, is part of it. We are having a good time. But we do have to talk about the SEC. Obviously, the conference of Nick Saban. We've had the conference of Paige, the conference of Adam. Now it's the conference of Nick Saban. Yeah. So let's, do you want to start with the alcohol since we're talking alcohol? I, I've struggled with this one. Um, what, what are you, what? I just spilled on myself. It's okay. Oh, okay. All right. So if you're on YouTube, <laughs> good luck. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> I, it's coming here for me too. So I, here's where I landed, right? The, the, like the obvious thing to do would be a, like, I don't know, kind of a Southern drink and That's I'm funny. doing, I'm going to do the obvious thing here. Um, What's that? What do you? Well, no, you go first then. No, no, no. Just say yours. Say yours. What is it's, it? It's a yellow hammer, Paige. Oh, I, it's, it's, okay. It's a yellow hammer because your famous yellow hammers. My famous yellow hammer. Can I? Can I tell a quick story? Yes, Very quick story. Do. I, you know this story. Yes, I do. When I one of my first trips down to Alabama, I think I was doing a story on Derrick Henry for BR. I asked if I could do a story on the yellow hammer which is the famous drink down in Tuscaloosa at Galette's, which is an unassuming bar that's actually gotten really nice. So I met the owner, really good guy. We, we drank, we sat, he bring out a, one of these and without giving it away, although next week maybe I'll give out the recipe, my recipe for yellow hammers. It's rum, it's vodka, it's um, what else is in it? Basically pineapple, orange juice, mix them all together, amaretto, and I had like four of them and I could barely walk out of there for this story. Four? They were, oh yeah, they were delicious. And he's like, you want another? You want another? You're not driving, are you? No, I wasn't driving. Um, you know, and then I remember standing up and I was like, what have I done? Um, so a yellow hammer. Yes. Back to this. Incredibly good. Incredibly potent. You're not exact. You kind of know what the end destination is, which is like you, you know how you're going to be feeling afterwards, and yet yeah. you go along for the ride. 
To me, that is the obvious, but where I'm going with the SEC this year. I like that. Um, I'm going to go the classy version and go with bourbon. I, If I like we're going to be specific about bourbon, I'll go Blanton's because it's my favorite. Very good. Cannot uh, go well, wrong. Well, besides Pappy Van Winkle, but it's very, very hard to find. Yes. Um, although I did spot it last week um, at one of the local bars here, and I was like, oh. Did you have piece. it? Uh, no, because it's $40 a shot. So I wasn't yeah. really, I also was the DD that night. So that kind of, otherwise, otherwise I, yeah. otherwise I probably would have, um, yes. the first time I ever had it though, I was in Mobile, Alabama. So I feel like it's an ode to Alabama. For sure. Uh, Alabama. Yes. So yeah, I would say the alcohol for SEC is bourbon. Okay. So as, and I think that's appropriate too. So as a whole, we start with the alcohol that we go back to, which is Roll Tide, right? Which is Alabama. Alabama was, Nick Saban called it a rebuilding year. They finished runner-up in the, in the sport, in a rebuilding year. But I, I, I really think, I was thinking about it a little bit today, Paige. When you look at Alabama's season, it was in all these different chapters. They kicked the hell out of Miami. They were really good. They lost to A&M. That Auburn game was wild, wild. They should have lost that game, and they would have been out of the title, but they didn't. And, you know, Bryce Young made a throw. He didn't play great in that game. And then we thought they were going to maybe get the dog shit kicked out of them in the SEC championship game. At least I did. Like, And Bryce Young was Superman. They had injuries to wide receivers. Like, yeah. so much stuff happened to Alabama last year. And, oh, by the way, it was a really young defense, really young roster, and now you kind of pay it forward, and you have a – and you, oh, oh, by the way, load up in the transfer portal. Like, it's remarkable that they were even in that position. Like, before I talk about this year, I'm still in awe that they were in, even in the title game. Like, yeah. I, it doesn't feel real. I mean, to be fair, you were the only person that thought they were going to get – I should say you were the only person on this podcast who thought – they were going to get their butts whooped Fair. in the SEC championship. Um, Fair. Again, I was still in denial that they were losing the national championship while they were losing in the national championship. Um, but I, it's just a testament to like what Alabama is as a whole. Um, I also briefly, I want to talk about this because I did see it and you and I talked about this. If you've ever listened to any podcast that I've ever been on, you know that I love Najee Harris. And he's a Bay Area kid. Shout out to Bay. And he was on a podcast this week talking about his relationship with Nick Saban. And I thought this was like such a testament to how good of a coach he is because Najee said that like they didn't have the best relationship when he came in because he felt like he didn't understand him. He's like the way he coached me, like I just felt disrespected. And Najee mentioned that he left for two weeks um, during school and was like, I don't know that I can do this. And he said he came back, sat down with Coach Saban, and Saban, like, really got to know him as a person. And he's like, from then on, we rocked together in Najee terms. And we saw the, yeah. the like, fruition of that relationship on the field because we saw him become, like, the, the, the running back. We knew he could be there. Um, and it's just so interesting to me because I think, you know, so many coaches have, like, certain styles and certain players are good there and, you know, the Alabama way and things like that. But I think like when Nick Saban sees talent, he's willing to foster whatever relationship and change whatever strategy or coaching style he has to make sure, within reason obviously, he's not going to change yeah. his whole way of being, to make sure they're in that place. And so like, for example, like the, I know he's talked about transfer portal before and like wanting guys to stay and not transfer and things like that. But again, he's going to develop with the times and make the transfer portal work for him. And he's brought in all these guys to reload in a way that's like different than just having that, that number one class or number two class in the, in the country. Um, it's just fantastic. I, I can't wait to watch it just go on for years. And just so everyone is aware of oh, that contract God. is eight more years. Oh no, this is starting too. we go from Arizona to, I forgot what I'm getting into here. Yeah, with, I, uh, um, that, I'm, well, that I'm, that I am an Alabama fan. Like that is, it's, it's fine. So I, I've got a couple of thoughts, yes. but the transfer portal work, you cannot overlook. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, the running back, I think could be, I love, I think Bijan's the best running back in America. I think Gibbs could really become that guy. We, we are team Bijan, but yes. Gibbs from what I've heard and what I've seen, 
Um, the way he catches passes, which B. John does as well, like he's going to be amazing. Uh, Jermaine Burton, who was underutilized as at, at Georgia, who we'll yep. talk about in a sec, huge. Um, the also uh, Harold, the kid from Louisville, who apparently runs like a four-two, huge. And then you go get Eli Ricks at cornerback. So the transfer portal work that they did is massive, massive, massive. But Paige, it does really boil down to two players, in my opinion. Um, Bryce Young, who was incredible in his first year and will be better, and the greatest defensive player of our, I don't know, I don't say lifetime. That's excessive. He might be in Will Anderson Jr. Maybe my lifetime. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are not that much older than me. Maybe by... How Whatever. many years of, older than you are? Of, 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 I think like eight years, seven or eight years, but seven or eight, point, okay. point taken. Um, <laughs> really good. There is, if you like Will Anderson, by the way, uh, stay tuned. Oh yeah. That's just a, saying, just saying, just saying. Just saying. Um, that's a big hit. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, very, very excited about that. But that him page he is he is him <laughs> he is literally like he is incredible like it's, it is rare for a player playing off the ball to do what he does and the it's just i am in awe of the talent like i and you know again to win the heisman this year i was pulling these like just looking at these odds the defensive player winning the heisman is like impossible will anderson junior is now 16 to 1 to win the heisman he's the fourth selection on the board that is crazy when you think Ooh. about it. So uh, I think are, that might be worth a sprinkle. Are you feeling a sprinkle? I'm thinking of a sprinkle. sprinkle. Yeah, I was thinking of a sprinkle. But so I'm obviously, I'm, I just am excited to watch excellence, which is sort of what we do every year with Alabama. Yeah, but we overreact when they're not as excellent as we expect them to be immediately, which is always fun. But yes, um, a team that I expect to be excellent immediately is Georgia. Yeah. 15 which, players drafted, by the way, which is crazy. Like, how good was that defense last year? It was painful to watch. Let's just say that. Well, yes, for some of us. Uh, Those of us who picked Georgia win to the national championship. And Georgia, by the way, 15 15 players drafted, a ton on defense, some on offense. You look at, like, George Pickens, what he's doing in the NFL, like, unbelievably good for the Steelers and, and was out most of the year. So they lose 15 draft picks, including their, you know, their best nose tackle, Nicobe Dean, who drafted lasted way too long in the draft because of injury concerns. They're running back and Cook and Pickens. Um, Georgia should be really good again. I think the Stetson Bennett page is the most interesting part. We were at the title game. The last football we saw was Stetson Bennett really struggling in the first half. Is he going to get benched? There's like five-star dudes waiting all over the place in the depth yeah. chart. And then he rallies. So he's still there. I wonder what version of him we're going to see. I don't think it's a given that he is the starter the entire year. I don't mean that as a knock to him. No. The depth the depth is crazy for them at that position. So I I don't know what we're going to get, but I think they're just loaded again everywhere. They've Alabama this thing where they're going to recruit so good that it doesn't matter who they lose. Yeah, they have Alabama this thing and he's really mastered that. Um the only knock on Kirby you could really make is his management of quarterbacks and yep. that that is a little bit of a a concern. Um, as a better and just as a fan, I would be slightly concerned. Um, just because he is known for sticking with, like I, like I feel like there might be a part of Kirby that might stick with Stetson too long, just because he won him a national championship. Um, because we know he tends to be incredibly loyal to certain quarterbacks, even though he should switch to I don't know Justin Fields. But um, it just it it that will be we will be able to tell that pretty early because they are playing a good team to start the season. So um, it's not like they just have a cupcakes lined up and also they don't play in the cupcake league either. So um, definitely time will tell and it'll only be, it'll be pretty early that we figure out kind of what Georgia team we're going to get this year. I, I need to talk about the tight ends of course, which is what everybody is raving about. I, I don't know if people realize how absolutely insane this roster is so our guy Darnell Washington, of course, who's six yes. eight, six nine, 
was is phenomenal. Brock Bowers was one of the biggest stars in all of football last year as a freshman. And then throw in Eric Gilbert, who came over from LSU, who was supposed to be the best of the bunch and missed last year, is back. Like, the, like this is the craziest uh, depth we've ever seen for that position in the history of the sport. Like, full on. I don't know if people care, but I care. I, but, but again, people so you've got. People love tight ends. They do. Kittle. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, shout out Iowa. Well, I was just um, going to say. Yeah, just saying. But so, so a couple of things with Georgia that are hard to handicap. Saban always talked about like winning and then like the hangover of winning. I'm curious if Georgia has to deal with any of that. It may not matter because they're so good. Um, I just, yeah, this is like a rebooted team and there's still a ton of talent there. So it's it's a hard thing to do because, Paige, in terms of odds, and we'll make our bet at the end, it's it's a weird situation. You've got Alabama at plus 175 to win the national title, Ohio State plus 300, and Georgia plus 400. And then a gap to Clemson. So, like, people are buying them, which they probably should. I, I So I'm looking at their schedule. There's kind of some trap games in here for, for Georgia early on. So obviously they play Oregon which is a game that they'll be fully prepared for. But if you look after, they play Sanford. Okay, fine. They play South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, then Auburn. Auburn and South Carolina are not teams you want to just be like, okay, we're going in, we're beating them. Auburn, maybe you can't say that now. Before you couldn't. South Carolina, I wouldn't sleep on in, in no. this particular uh, conference. I feel like they're what, – what team were we talking about last week where I was like – they're going to beat a team that they shouldn't beat. What conference did we preview last year? Uh, oh, last year. Last, week, last uh, week. Oh, geez. It was Big Ten. Right? Yeah. I mean, you could argue that's pretty much Probably all of the Big Ten. It's like yeah, Purdue's I, well, anthem. Or all of the Pac-12. Well, but, but I want to start like that Oregon game. I did a community piece, right, where we do – it's basically, you know, for BR, people telling me what their gambling takes are. And somebody wrote in that they thought the deficit between – uh, Oregon and Georgia would be under seven points, basically saying Oregon's going to cover. The spread right now is 17. You know, Oregon's defense is no joke. Yeah. It is It is no joke. That spread is enormous. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I'm not – this isn't a pick or a declaration other than, like, I think that game has more teeth to it than maybe a lot of people are assuming. Yeah. If Oregon can find a way to score – and they're going to have new faces all over the place. Like that game could get interesting fast. So I don't know what's happening to me, but I might sprinkle a little bit there on Oregon. I, if I had to pick right now, I would, I, I would, would take, take Oregon, Oregon to cover. I agree with you. I agree, but we got time for that. We got um, time to but marinate. Yes. But, but the, at Mississippi state and at Kentucky, in back-to-back weeks, it just feels like that's like schedule TNT. Yeah. Like now it's Georgia, so it may not matter. Um, but it feels like uh, it. It just feels odd. Now coming off of a Tennessee game too is always weird. So oh they, yeah, you know weird shit's gonna happen. There. Yeah, and they're not at Tennessee, but still, yeah, Georgia's schedule. So Texas A and M. Yes. What? Do, why are you sighing? Because of the whole Saban thing? You're I just. just I'm so sick of Jimbo. I'm sorry. I try and be so nice to people and just give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm so sick of hearing about it. So sick of him being such a hypocrite. Like, I don't know. I, that just whole thing annoys me. Um, go for them. They beat that's Alabama it. last that's year the, on field goal. That's the preview. That should, we should have stopped. Nah. That is, that is that's the text that, that's, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. Like, well, Gump. But I, no, I just, I, look, I know they're going to be good. I think Jimbo Fisher's a good coach. Beating Alabama by a field goal was their Super Bowl. Um, I don't think that it gets much better than last season. I think this season or in general? This season. This next season. So in uh, Alabama being what they are. The the part of this that's interesting is they haven't announced a starting quarterback. Like we have to start there. And I think Jimbo, I think this was today, said, I'll know when I know. And his quote is, I'm not putting a timetable on it. Now, I think he knows who's, who it's going to be, obviously. That's just code speak. Yeah. They, 
you've got Haynes King who got hurt. You got Mac Johnson, the transfer. You've got Wegman, the really, really highly regarded, I think, five star kid coming in. Um, that's interesting to me. The roster is starting to get an Alabama Georgia look to it. Yeah, for sure. It, it's starting to get that look to it. The recruiting class is great. It feels a year early for me, though, right? Yeah, like, no, does that's, it, does, it's like, like, hey, maybe chill. And I also think that, like, like, again, like I said, when you have Georgia and Alabama in the situations that they are, like, I don't I don't think that you're going to be able to come out with those. I mean, again, you never know. They did pull off um, the upset last year versus Alabama, but it was very – that was a bad game for Alabama. That wasn't like, oh, it was Alabama's best and, and that was that. You, it was a bad game for them. They They lost to LSU last year. Like, that's bad. Like they lost to Mississippi State, they lost to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi State at hey, home. Arkansas. I that's a we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to Arkansas. No disrespect but like, to Arkansas. No, 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 no. But like you're not paying Jimbo like ten million I'm I am struggling on this beer. It is a fucking heavy Belgian beer, which is not my style. That has a great sound to it here. I don't know how good it sounds. <laughs> well, now it sounds like there's ants crawling into the glass. No, I don't know what it's. A... Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, no, that pour though was like world class commercial pour. Thank um, you. I've actually learned to perfect it. Uh, well, it's very good. So, not that though. That top squeezing was. <laughs> um, so I don't know what to do with A and M, but I, I in terms of them odds, in a good spot, too, a good bowl, New Year's Six bowl, not a playoff. Got, their odds right now to win the national title twenty five to one. That's not good enough no for me. Sprinkles. That's not no good enough to me. For you. Just plain vanilla. The, um, Which I feel like Jimbo their... Fisher would be a plain vanilla guy. I kind of like Jimbo. Like I know the Saban beef, but you got to understand those are two like West Virginia guys just like popping off, like. Him calling a conference, a press conference to just pop off and not deny anything, like it was so dumb that I kind of like it. Like it's him. It's like a road rage Jimbo. Like, I like that's the all drama. I like the drama. I just don't particular. I mean, I'm obviously Team Saban. Like I am Team Saban for, sure. for a number of reasons. I just like listening to Jimbo talk. I think it's entertaining when he talks about like sliced bread and like all those things. Sliced bread on the internet saying this. I think his little um, isms, because he doesn't, here's the thing, is like he just spews. He doesn't think about it at all. But, yeah, I don't particularly love. Also, the Texas A&M fan base is a little strange to me. Oh, it's it's a it's a cult. And I don't mean that, <laughs> I don't know, actually, I can't say I don't mean that in a bad way, because I don't know how that's a good thing. But um, The good but kind it, of cult. <laughs> yeah, it's not, hmm. Let's see. They love them football. They love their football. And I they're going to continue to get good, by the way, because this sport is now about how much money can you pay everybody. And they've always been good at that. Yes. And it's going to get it's going to get um, it's yeah, going to get more. Now more. they're not opposed to paying players. Apparently, it's totally fine. According to Jimbo it's, Fisher, it's it is totally fine. It's the collective page. Yeah. Not, the collective. Yeah, the, sorry. Yeah. Um, that he said wasn't about, real. Let's talk about LSU. There's so many interesting teams in the SEC that we have to like. Give it can, time, yeah. Do you have a Do you have an idea what you're getting with LSU? Because I, I, to, to be honest, I, I don't. I don't think I know. I, I'll tell you what their win. What do you think their win total is? Let me, let me look at their schedule before I. I'll count it out. That's my favorite thing to do on this podcast. Is count it out. And I will tell you then. Life. This is perfect. Yeah. Don't so tell I me have, what. Don't tell me what it's set at. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You are looking at an overbet. The regular season win total over seven plus one hundred five, under seven minus one twenty five. Yeah, so I, under seven I gave is actually them a win against teams like Mississippi State, Auburn, and Tennessee. And those three are the ones that, like, that's fringe for me. Um, um, I think so, Florida's going to be hot garbage. Sorry, if you're like I 
I don't know what Florida. That's an even harder. I think yeah. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be hot garbage. Just just. Yeah, I think Tennessee and LS, that Tennessee LSU game is going to be a good game. Okay, so Jane Daniels, you have, um, I mean, you know, I've Arizona State. Play. You have watched him play. So yeah. have I. I to me, and we mentioned it, uh, I think last week. Like to me, a lot of talent, but a lot of untapped potential. Like as a freshman, you're like, oh my god, and I never think we saw him fully reach that yet. I also watching him play environment I feel like played a little bit of a factor in him not playing well in certain situations and like buddy the SEC is not the place to to make poor decisions because you will get eaten alive um but I will say that I do have faith in Brian Kelly I do I've mentioned this before as all like normal like personal things aside in terms of football coach um excellent football coach I mean has it what's interesting too is that people are all of a sudden being so much nicer on a national basis to Notre Dame and I think it's because we like their coach more now um and he's more of a likable personality and nobody really wanted to give Brian Kelly the credit that he deserved sort of at Notre Dame and I've always said that is that he deserved a little bit more credit for what he's done there but um I I feel like you know, people expect it to sort of be a disaster, but Brian Kelly's good at what he does, and I think they'll they'll win some quality football games in the SEC this year. I, you know, the guy, the positions that are really interesting. They have good skill position players. Noah Kane, who was at Penn State, who looked so good. Um, I'm curious to see what we can get out of him because he was really good for Penn State. Is there now? They have some really good. I mean, they have one of the best wide receivers in football. There's there's dudes there. I mean, Ed Orgeron did recruit quite well. You could argue, you could make a case for the rest of it, but the cupboards weren't completely bare. They had a lot of people leave. Remember the bowl game? You had a wide receiver playing quarterback. Like it was a disaster. Yeah, oh like, gosh! I mean, it's certainly going to be better than last year. That's for sure. I just think it's going to take time. But I am I am curious because to your point, like Brian Kelly, however you feel about him and his dancing and his accents and all that stuff. He's just won. He's never had competition like this, right? But he's just won. This stretch of games, by the way, Paige, at Auburn, Tennessee, at Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, at Arkansas, UAB, at A&M. That last stretch is where that over is going to be – you're going to be sweating it out. Yeah. No, it starts off okay. And – we, we'll talk about it next week, but the Florida State opener, like, I, I don't know what to do with that. I, I, You talk about two teams that are, like, in the middle of, like, identity crises. That is just that. If I um, was betting that game, what is there a line? I mean, no. Oh, yeah, it's is three. There? Are you? Oh, of course there's a line. I'm so glad you asked. It's three. Last time I looked. Three. Um, LSU minus three or Florida State minus three? Uh, I think it is. Hold on. It is LSU minus three. I'll take that. Yeah, me too. I think so too. But yeah, no faith in Florida State. Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of Florida teams, you have no faith in. Let's talk Gators. Yeah. Uh, you've already shit on them. So <laughs> um, now I like Billy Napier though. Me too. That's why I said sorry, Billy. I I really do. I think um, I think he's the the perfect person to come in there. I just think in terms of like what was recruited. Not to say that there were like not great players recruited at Florida, but I always feel like with coaches, like you need to give them maybe a second year to really get their own people in, especially with like transfer portal. Now I would say two years, normally three years. Um, But I would, this might be a little difficult of a job this specific year. The Florida open, you start with Utah at home and that's a short line. And then you play Kentucky. It, I think it was two last time I checked. Hold on. Only two? Yeah, Utah is a... The Pac-12, man. That's just disrespect. That's straight up disrespect. Flor- Utah is a two-point favorite. Well, Florida's... It's going to be a bazillion degrees. It's not an easy place to play. But then you play Kentucky. What? Utah plays in the altitude. Like, I, they're fine. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know what to do with that game either. You play Kentucky... And then you play South Florida, you'll win that. And then you play at Tennessee. Like, ugh. There's some weird... Yeah, do not... 
not impossible, but certainly difficult games like that could make fan bases pissed off on that slate. So I also think where I struggle, Anthony Richardson in moments last year was like incredible. But I also think Dan Mullen knows what he's doing. Like we can look at that now and assess that however you like and like wasn't playing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and what, yeah, of course. I, I 100% agree with that sentiment. So, so, so like Richardson was, you know, he's 240 pounds. He can run. He could throw. He had some electric moments. Oh, there's a lot of pressure riding on him, probably an unfair amount of pressure riding on him. I, I'm kind of with you in Florida. I think it's going to take time. But if Richardson is that guy that we saw in glimpses, then yeah. And if he stays healthy, they could be really good. But also, oh my God, before really they give Napier good. the time to do it. Like, please. Like, He's I beg well. every podcast, I always beg, like, please let coaches have the time to implement the things they need to implement to make it their culture, their guys, their way you of know, doing things. It's also, you bet a good point. Like, Dan Mullen was not a very good recruiter, got clobbered for it last year. Go back to this comments. For admitting like, it openly that he was not um, recruiting actively. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a really interesting team. Utah is a – I can't wait to break down Just that game. I, I can't wait to break down that game. All right. I want you to pick one team. Okay. Kentucky, Arkansas, or Ole Miss. I wrote this question, by the way. Really? Now, I should be more specific. Most wins or best team? Because it's this is important, right? All right. Well, now I have to look up schedule. You, you don't have to go schedule. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We, we do. We do. We do. Let's just do it. Arkansas schedule sucks. Oh. It, it is. Babe. It's terrible. Oh, man. The schedule? Yeah. So Cincinnati, wow. I think they, okay. I think they win that game. What's their win total? What's the Arkansas win total? Glad you asked. Give me a second. Kill some airtime. Oh, I, I will. Um, hold on. I was on spreads. There's so many ways to gamble right now. God, I love it. Okay. Arkansas is seven and a half. The under is minus one fifty. So the under is all juiced up because people are looking at the schedule like I am being like, this sucks. Yeah, but the back end of that's fine. But Ole Miss, <laughs> Ole Miss, you're going to be you're gonna be good to go in the beginning. But you play in it. Oh, wow. They have, luckily, they have a bye between uh, this, Texas A&M this, and Alabama. This stretch of Arkansas at A&M, yeah. Alabama – at Mississippi State, at BYU, that's just like, yeah. Even BYU and Mississippi State are like no bueno. Yeah. Like you, they, they can win. They should win both of those games. But that is tough. Yeah, Ole Miss's schedule is not anything to. I in in terms of more wins, I would take. Let's you want the Ole Miss win total? Yeah. Ole Miss is seven and a half over minus one forty five. So Ole Miss has got a bigger one. Eight. And then Kentucky is eight. I'll take under Ole is minus one twenty. I'll take Ole Miss in in terms of win total. I think I I think I would too. I but in terms of like teams that I think can compete with like big. If they weren't well, the back other- to back, then maybe. But I mean, wait. So you're telling me that Arkansas has Texas A&M and Alabama back to back, or or vice versa, and yes. so does Ole Miss. Yes, and talk about and- cutting out like that. Whoever is on the committee for this is just looking to cut the legs out from the middle because those are like the yeah. middle of the pack guys that I would yeah, say, and like you're just like here. setting those guys up for failure. We're literally like, not letting there be any sort of chaos. You're like, you know what? We want to protect Georgia and Texas A&M and Alabama, so we're going to do this. That's like the second tier for them, and they're just cutting it out completely by doing that. I, You know, the other team I should have included on this is Tennessee because they've got a win total right there at 7.5, and, and the over is minus 170. Like, you know, what? they open with balls. St- yeah, oh, yeah. They open with Ball State. They're at Pitt, which is interesting. 
Akron, Florida, LSU, Alabama, UT One, Martin. Two, There's some three, four, five. Yeah, uh, like I think the answer probably is Tennessee. Six. There's some dog shit on seven, the schedule. Eight. Yep. So you were so, so, over. so the answer, yeah. yeah that's but, that's not even giving them like fringe wins. That's giving them like guaranteed wins. One, two, three. That's a lot of guaranteed wins. Four, five, six. I have six. Guarantees. But Tennessee could be pretty good. So are we gambling? Yeah, let's go gambling. As much as we, we love the SEC. Any oh no, we need to pick like what's your bet out of the SEC? Well, all right. Well, that was kind of a well, that sounded like Jimbo. I Alabama is this is such a stupid bet, but Alabama is minus one forty five to win the conference. Do we actually think someone's going to beat Alabama this year? Oh God, no! I know college uh, like minus one forty five Bama. I know the competition's pretty intense. Like, what's their national championship odds? Plus one seventy five. So yeah. it's basically like if they get through this, they're good. That's like the like what, what I get out of that. But yes, to me, it's very obvious. Alabama's win total, by the way, and, and looking at DraftKings was also very interesting because they had like it was at a very it was like the juiciest. I just looked at this. Hold on, not you, South Alabama. <laughs> Alabama is at over only ten and a half, but the juice is minus three hundred. So if you want to bet the over, which is going to cash because Alabama wins basically 12, 13, 14 games every year, um, you're in good shape. But minus 300. I don't know why they don't just move that to 11, but that's fine. So um, Next week when we do week one bets, we should also share – we should do a larger betting segment and share our, like, season future bets. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I've been, oh. you know me. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been sprinkling for too long. It's not good. There's a lot of sprinkling going on. Uh, I've been writing about most of it over at Bleacher Report. There's a lot of sprinkling. Um, do you have a bet? Are you Alabama? Yeah, I would take Alabama all day. I don't know that I'll bet them to win the, the conference. Maybe I'll parlay it with them winning the national championship too and just make it spicy uh, and just cash in. Um but yeah, I would. I have confidence in them winning the the conference and winning the the title as well. Are you ready to talk about week zero? Yes, I'm so ready. I was looking at the games. Ugh, so gross, but so good. All right. So college now, football. Do we want to do picks and pints and week zero just all together? Cheers. Cheers to a return of picks and pints. Normally, in during a week, we like I'll talk do about the games. One sip out of the bottle for for picks and pints being back. This will be a you know. Mm. You have to be so careful with champagne because it'll bubble yeah. up in your nose, and I've learned the hard way. So that would be news, good I content. I didn't make um producer Mac content to just clip out of oh yeah, no that would be great. Nah. Um, so okay, Bits. picks and pints do. Again, I have I have thoughts. I have done extensive okay. research. Where do you want to start? I would like to start with saying, by saying, that we should not put our bets into the dock until it's like time for showtime. Because then I try to change it up and make mine different. You put yours in there a little early, and I was like, okay, I got to make them different. So I went a little crazy, which is fine. But that's where well, we, we start. Also but we should start with, what do we have first? North Texas, North, North Like the game that, okay, so this is the only game that has a spread under a field goal, right? And it actually is a mildly interesting game. They were close last year. Both these teams had like up and down season. UTEP was like, remember they were six and one and then they lost a ton. North Texas was supposed to be good. It looks like the spread is now, am I reading this right? Even? I had North Texas at minus one. Um, I haven't bet it yet, so that's good to know for uh, gambling purposes. I like North Texas. They they have their starting quarterback in that um, Un who played last year. He was much better once things got going. Still at minus one on DraftKings. First pick and pint for me this year is North Texas. 
Um, I'm looking at that game and I'm looking at the bet that I made. And I'm looking and at their schedule. And you're loving it? And I'm looking at their schedule. Oh, okay. We're going to flip this. So originally I put in here that I'm taking the under 55. We're going to take the over. This happens to me every time. I try and be different. I always take the over. Why do I do this to myself? I'm taking the over. Over 55. You know when you did this last year, it went bad. Like multiple yeah, TCU times. won. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I, it's I, not like I've, I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take bet, over over fifty. One one bet into the season, and you've you are have outsmarted yourself. I'm just um, already going into my mode of always take the over, always take the over. I love the over. People are always like, always take the under. I'm like, no, no, no I I enjoy the over. Um, main course: Nebraska versus Northwestern. Why are you laughing? Because it's the because that is the main. I mean, the main course. I have a block party on Saturday, by the way. No big deal. We still do block parties, but I think it's at two. You like live and, the like suburban like midwestern. Oh yeah. Also, it's I just want to I just want to tell everyone because I was telling my brother this story earlier when we were talking on the phone, and I had had my makeup done and I posted it on Instagram, and Kurt was like, "Why did you get all dolled up?" And I was like, that's just like the Midwestern in you. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you you really you really showed your Midwestern there. But we yeah, we we get dolled up for like weddings, which are rare these days. Dolled and up. then otherwise See, we I'm wear in the, I'm in the prime of wedding. So um, Yeah. No, we no, it was and it was yeah, it's just the rare occasion of yeah, dolling it up. Dolled up, but, but very dolled up. But that is a very Midwestern that, term. It is. It is a Midwestern thing. But I actually, Jason's going to be very happy. I'm agreeing with you, and I'm taking Nebraska because I looked at the score of this game last year. Oh, so bad. Um, I Northwestern was really bad last year. Nebraska found, like, very hilarious ways to lose. Northwestern was really bad. So what will happen? Um, like, Scott, if Scott Frost loses this game, by the way, like – Buddy, it's, it's going to be bad. I don't think they will. I feel like Nebraska fans are going to represent out in Ireland. And um, I think it's going to be happy. And last year it was happy in this game. Yeah, the score was, I think Nebraska had like 650 yards in this yeah, game last like year. Yeah, it was like 56-7. to seven. Mm, um, I, you know, Also, but, but, I know only yeah. two people attending this game. Both of them are, well, no, in quotes. No, of two people attending this game, and they are both Nebraska fans. So I think you might be it's, right about Nebraska showing out. I think they're going to show out. Nebraska loves them some Nebraska. So okay, so we are both at minus thirteen. Let me make sure that's the current. This line has come up, by the way. It was at um, was at twelve, twelve and a half. Uh, oh shit! I just panicked. I looked at um, Michigan. Oh, that's right. You know what's DraftKings. It's not DraftKings. Illinois. I want to talk. In Illinois, you cannot bet on teams in Illinois that are, like, located in Illinois, like, in a sports betting app. Is it because, like, they think, well, I mean, try living in California. <laughs> like, that's, like, like, that stops me. Yeah. But, yes. Um, <laughs> um, but, no, but is it because they think you'll have, like, information on those teams that'll help you? That is the premise, and it is very bad. Um. Don't worry, Nebraska. You will have my financial support some somehow, some way. Uh, okay, this is this is the the nightcap. Hawaii versus Vandy. What do you like other than the fact that this is a nine thirty football game? Like this is the degenerate special. Yeah, it really week is. zero nine thirty at night. Let's well, go. Hawaii is like what five hours? Seven. Yes, yeah, for you. Seven. Yes. Five hours ahead. I, first of all, love Hawaii. I would love to see a football game in Hawaii. I considered going to the U of A one that was um, last year or the year before. Um, I'm taking Hawaii plus eight and a half, which is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bet on them to, to, to cover. I don't think Vanderbilt is that good. Well, it's up to eight and a half. Wow. So, because when you said eight and a half, I, like, I was taken aback. It was. Thank it's you been for at six. And, you're taking it back. <laughs> um, I well, as a supporting team, and I'm like, Paige, you sure it's six and a half? Because I'm a degenerate. No. So I find this interesting. I don't know if there's anything that prompted this. It's been six and a half for a while. 
there's some Vandy steam. Oh, <laughs> which is funny to say out loud. Vandy, like, get it while it's hot. Um, this is a hard game. Like, like a lot of Hawaii left. Todd Graham, once your former team, your coach nemesis, former Todd Graham. Former rival slash Britney Spears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That headset bad. Uh, they did not like him. So enter Timmy Chang, who's like a legend. If you're a degenerate, you watch Timmy Chang throw footballs all over the place deep into the night. Um, I like the over the here. I like the over. All these te- both these defenses suck. Vandy has got to be better. If Vandy doesn't win this, by the way, it gets really sad because their schedule is so hard. Um, over 54. So that's come down a little bit too. Interesting. Um this line movement's got me a little bit freaked out. So I'm going to go over 54, and you've got – you're laying the points. Or no, excuse me. You're taking the points with yes. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes. I, Hawaii. Yes. Okay. Last one. We're going our separate ways. Yes. Um, <laughs> I did it to myself. I love – I, I No, no, no. But like – I'm thinking about last year, week zero, I watched Illinois and Nebraska play a football game, and it was one of the worst games I've ever <laughs> seen. And you are picking, like, one of – this is the most – even though Hawaii is playing, I think you're making the most degenerate bet of the weekend. Because if this cashes, I'm going to be so thrilled. It it over – your bet. You, you my have bet over, is Wyoming, Illinois, over 44 points. <laughs> Okay. I always so, bet the over. I don't know what it is about overs. I'm like, you know what? This can be a game where there's a lot of points scored. Everybody's bad. And when I think teams are bad, I just think their defenses are bad. I don't think their offenses are bad. It's like I'm stuck watching the Big 12 over and over again. This, but I, this total is hilarious. These de- these offenses were really bad. Um, I have no comment other than I love this bet. I absolutely love this bet. You know what? I could be a genius or it could be just crazy. No, you are, you do you. Like I do like degenerate things. Like I fully commit to being the degenerate. It's not like a, an act. I full on, I'm like, you know what? Odds say that this is, this is uh, not in my favor, but you know what? That means somebody's due. Means you're due. Um, means you're due. I, I love that I'm calling you a degenerate when I'm betting Utah State minus 27 yes, against UConn. That is ridiculous. Um, Versus UConn, Jim right? Mora. Yeah, Jim Mora's coming in. Um, actually, a like respectable name. UConn's still Former a disaster. Former rival of mine as well. Oh, yeah. No, so I, I think that Utah State, they've got the quarterback back. Um, UConn is still so bad. I mean, they're just so bad. I, I did this last year and like just like with these obvious ones, and it worked out. Week zero. And then it you know got weird from there. I love... God damn it, Paige. We made it. I love week zero. So there are the picks. Um, you folks will be involved in some sort of uh, pick action where you can actually get stuff if you can either outsmart us or outsmart yourselves. We have to figure out exactly what we're doing. But this is a show that loves its gambling. And yeah, we want to incorporate you into it. And we will. Yeah, Thanks we want you to give us at- your picks. Oh, I can't believe we buried the lead. What? You and I are going to be live on Friday Shit. in the Bleacher Report app with our friends at BR Betting talking college football. I cannot believe we buried the lead. That was that was huge. We will get you an exit. We will tweet it out before we go live on from the, the podcast uh, Twitter account, which, by the way, we're going to get better at. We promise. I forgot to – did you make your picks for that yet? No. I know I know what I have to pick, what bets I need to pick, future bets. Do, but I have not I have not made them yet. It's been a very busy week with all sorts of stuff. I need to that's in that doc, right? I know we're playing this out on the pod, but yeah, I got a little <laughs> nervous about that today. Um Yes. There will there will be no drinking on that no. as far as visible drinking this will, at least. No drinking. We'll we'll stick to no drinking for our first VR app live. But if you do yes. not have the VR app, download the VR app. We are gonna be live in the VR app with our friend Natalie from BR Betting, and we're going to be talking college football, and I'm super, super stoked. Um, we're going yeah, to be grading yeah. some of the stuff that um, their staff has picked for the season. Um, it's it's going to be excellent. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. So we will be doing that as well. It's a big week for us. We've got sponsor. We've got BR Betting Live that we're doing in the BR app. The season starting. It's, it's a lot of good things over here at, at No Puts Allowed. I, um, this time of year, I, I really 
get to appreciate what I do. Like, not to get make it weird, but I love that we, we that we get to talk about this every week. It's a lot of work and it's exhausting. So this is before the exhaustion starts to set in. This is where you have like full on appreciation that like even through Twitter, through the pod, through BR, like we've we fucking made it. Like this is the this is prime time. Even the week zero games that are yeah they're they're kind of it's kind of a dreadful slate. I don't know. In this moment in time, I will be right in front of my TV for that Nebraska Northwestern game, which will probably be bad. By the way, um, most of the week zero games last year were bad. I love bad um, football because it brings Twitter together. Like that's the other thing is like CFP Twitter is can be really gross sometimes, but it's a it's a fun place to be on a Saturday. That's for sure. Also, I have. It, um, implement this actually segues perfectly into um random stuff we want to talk about. Um, I have selected a Premier League team, so I'm an Arsenal fan now, and those Jesus. games are played early on Saturdays as well. So it's just going to be a full day. Also, Formula One is back this week. Never been more excited. Also, um, this this toast is to Daniel Ricciardo leaving McLaren because they don't respect him. Um. They don't, okay? He announced today he's leaving McLaren. It was a mutual decision. Um, for the for the Formula One fans that, that slide in my DMs and tweet me about these comments at the end of our podcast, um, thank you because I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I know you've started Drive to Survive. You will get to the drama. I, but you should probably watch the race this weekend on Sunday. I am trying. It's hard now. I'm like over like paralysis by analysis of what to watch and what to do. And football season does not help both on the work side. I'm going to guide you in the right direction. Let's see what time the the, the game, the, um, the race is. Is it on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Well, so I watch qualifying because I'm a, I'm a complete psycho about all of this. Um, so let's see the times because in spa, which is fantastic. Uh, Racing Belgian Grand Prix. Okay, so I, for, I forgot Florida State plays this weekend. <laughs> like, sorry, Florida State. Um. Okay, so the race is at six a.m. my time. So it'll be at eight o'clock your time. Yeah, on that's Sunday. Doable. On Sunday, you can watch at eight o'clock. And I feel like maybe you should get the kids involved. We should see if they well, like it more than football. I'm going to be probably pretty hungover from that Hawaii game, if I'm being honest. But yes. That, I mean, that is... Hey, I've gotten up at like 4, four o'clock yeah. in the morning to watch. Let's see, what time's in the... Well, I, do, I do need to confirm. Hawaii is 9.30 I love Central. Hawaii time. By the way, and I've been to Hawaii a lot in the last like two years. And I got to tell you... Watching sports there is the best because, like, the late night game. So that I always go during, like, the NBA finals, and it's on at, like, 2 in the afternoon. It's the best because then you can enjoy your night, but you get to watch the game during the day. It's, it's awesome. Also, sneaky, interesting game for me, week zero. Um, this is my random stuff this week. It's just degeneracy. Nevada, New Mexico State. Jerry Kill is back for New Mexico State coaching. And... The line is only nine, which has got me a little bit perplexed. Only nine. It's only nine. New Mexico State was really bad. And Nevada was really good, but they lost a lot of really good players. They lost their coach. Um, I don't know if I have random stuff. I Talked about Blue last is, week. Oh, we, we have to talk about the golf news that came out today. Yes. Tiger Woods. Okay, so this is kind of interesting. Tiger Woods and Rory are basically doing a – Show yes. where they're going to be hitting into the simulator. Yes. In. I all Are you kidding? In. All in. Sign me up. What? Also, the like idea of like Phil could have t- technically been a part of this, and Rory's just like stepped into that role of being like Tiger's guy. Next level you know, for me. It and and you see the tour today announced yes. like all these huge purses. And, and Phil, in a weird way, don't help. No, no, stop it. No, Get out. I'm, no, I'm not giving him credit. You are. You're I'm, giving him credit. No, live. It's it's poetic. They. It's poetic in one way. Phil, these these purses are a direct result of 
live, yes. right? Of course. Well, and the and but the changes it, to like the guys that are on tour for like you get a stipend if you're me, you um are cut from a tournament to cover expenses. You get a minimum, basically like a league minimum, essentially for the PGA Tour, which is huge for guys paying for travel and going and doing these things and trying to be professional. It helps grow the sport in actual way. I, not I'm not defending way. Phil, by the way. I'm not defending Phil. I, I think it's poetic. I'm not giving him credit either. I see where you'd come from. Like It's funny that Phil did this and <laughs> lost everything. And as a result... Like the guys, these other, it's going to change on the tour for the positive for these guys that yeah. stuck with it. No, it's a little weird. Absolutely. I would say I would thank Liv for that, not Phil Mickelson. I agree, but it's still kind of wild. And also um, he's not going to reap any of these benefits because they're done with him. Oh yeah, they're done with him. I, I think he's done with them too. But also um, like, to be fair, they kind of should have been. Yeah, no, it's it's go time. But I am excited for the Tiger Rory. Me too. I think it's going to be awesome. I think television fan, show fan experience wise, it's going to be cool. Gives a little more access, makes the game seem a little more accessible. Also, very yeah. very excited for the Netflix doc that comes out yes. this year. Oh my! Has, there hasn't been year. any trailers or anything. No, right? no, 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 no. Which, by the way, we need to watch the Manti Teo doc. It's out now. Yes, we do. We need to, we'll I've talk about am, that next I've week. Heard am, I've heard amazing Me too. Things. I've literally, people that I've seen that are like non-sports fans are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And I'm like, I, I, imagine looking at I am in. All right. Um, with that, cheers, Paige. Cheers. Municipal. Municipal. Gracias. Week zero. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. We're back. We will talk to you guys next week.